He's Ty. And I'm Tyler. What? You've done this before. It's not funny. Okay. Never mind. Uh, what podcast is this? This is Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 2, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And I'm Tyler. And today we're talking about Minute 31 of High School Musical 2. Minute 31 starts out with Kelsey joining in in the vocalizations and ends with Troy getting up as he's been laying on the piano while he's uh, while they're singing It's Brought Us Here. It's Brought Us Here. Yes, they're still singing the song. You've got the music in you. Who sings that? Uh, Whitney Houston sings a form of it in the uh, 1997 ABC fam- uh, ABC original Cinderella. Roger and Hammerstein Cinderella. Oh, okay. Now, the song in this movie is um, You Are the Music in Me. Correct. You Are My Sunshine. Why Do You Build Me Up? <laughs> what are some other songs told in the second person? <laughs> Lots of songs, Yeah, really. yeah, there are a lot. That, that's a <laughs> futile question, Tyler. Yeah, so really they just spend this whole minute singing still. Mm-hmm. I, I don't... And they're romping around the piano. Troy lays on it. They're dancing yeah. a bit more. Yeah, so at, the, at first they do this thing where Troy and Gabriella hold hands behind Kelsey and then they like lift their hands up. It's like... Who's that for? Yeah. Also, it seems <laughs> it tricks you for a second because the music kind of stops and you're like, oh, 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 is, is the song over? But no, 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 it is not. <laughs> yeah, it really feels like the song should end here, especially if it's the sort of song that we're going to be getting again later in the movie. Like, it should just cut off. Like, we shouldn't get it again. You don't want to spoil the whole song the first time you hear it? Well, it's like they're going all out on this song and it's like, how how are they going to make it again later, even even better, unless it's a complete stylistic change? Like in the last movie with what I've been looking for, it was like, OK, we have the Ryan and Sharpay version, which is like the bubblegum dancey version and then the the stripped back reprise. But this is like going from the the low key duet to the rip roaring not arena jam but it's just this sort of loud group number um which i say group because the background singers come in in this minute despite the fact that there's nobody else in the room yet yeah i also had a question that i forgot to raise last time and that is where did the instruments come from (laughs) we have a drum we have other instruments like where where are they there's like these sweeping strings. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't mind the whole like, oh, there's clearly instruments going on that aren't here in a musical. Like that, that, adds that just feels normal. <laughs> yeah. It is a little weird to have that extra voices. Even though Kelsey does start singing. But it's not Kelsey's voice. It's, it's on, like yeah. it's many people, people way in the background. Yeah, it's many people. After they do the handhold. Gabriella walks over to the side of the piano and she brings some of the sheet music with her. As There's if like she was planning on looking of, at it. Yeah, but she doesn't. So She glances at it minute, once. <laughs> throughout this whole minute, there's this pretense of them like having the sheet music, but never looking 
yeah. it's not actually useful to them. Yeah, that was definitely one thing I noticed. I was like, why? why? Gabriella, you glance at it once. Troy doesn't look at it at all in this whole minute. <laughs> you yeah. physically walk away from the piano <laughs> in this minute. Like, you are a few feet away from it. What's it good yeah. to you over there? You've never heard this song before. <laughs> Kelsey wrote it recently. It's new. <laughs> Or do you think they're really good improvisers and they're just like coming up with the words or they just know Kelsey so well that they're like, ah, yes, these are the words she would have written for us. Uh, or they like, they read all of the words like in advance and they were like, ah, yes, I've, I've gotten all the words memorized now. So now I can walk away from the music, but that's not how reading music works. No. You usually follow the lines one at a time. I get why they're moving around the piano. To make the song more dynamic and just make it generally more exciting. Because if not, it would just be them standing behind Kelsey singing. Now, look, Troy Bolton and Gabriella Montez, what I should say is Zach Efron and Vanessa Hudgens, have clear chemistry and looking at them make googly eyes at each other for minutes on end is not bad filmmaking. <laughs> I, I think, and I'm going to look this up right now, but I think at this point they were still dating because they started dating somewhere between High School Musical 1 and 2, but I don't know for okay. how long. Did they like break up before High School Musical 3 and I, then had to keep being in the movie? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but for one thing, they wouldn't have to make the song more dynamic if they just ended the song. <laughs> after a minute of it and not after three minutes of it. Oh, I'm sorry. So they stopped dating in 2010. So that was after High School Musical Okay, 3. yeah. So, yep, they were, after. they were fully dating at this point. They'd been together for a few years. Actually, they started dating in 2005. Wow. So they were together through all of the High School Musical series? Yep. Wow. How did we not talk about this? Like, we we've definitely done... like have before, but not in depth. We've done like 125 episodes of this podcast <laughs> about High School Musical, though. <laughs> but we have mentioned that they were dating before. That is something I have brought up in the past. I don't remember ever talking about it, though. Okay, wild. Uh, <laughs> speaking of background information that would have been helpful, what about these stairs that are behind Troy and Gabriella? Stairs going down? Stairs. I saw a dining table behind Troy. Like there's a another part of this room that has a single family dining table on it. I don't. I don't. Where were the stairs? No. When they're standing to Kelsey's left, and the camera is. So like when they have the music in front of them. Yeah. If you look behind them, there's like a stairwell going down. Okay. And it raises the question. Is the kitchen on the second floor or is there like a basement connected to this? I, I don't know. Like I know West oh, Coast. Oh my God, isn't I, see huge. It. I know West Coast isn't huge on basements, but I think that's more of a California thing for earthquakes. Earthquakes, Yeah. Not like an Arizona thing or a Utah thing. I don't know where they're filming this, this particular scene. Now all I'm thinking about is the, yeah, there's definitely a staircase going down. Where is this room? It connects to the kitchen. 
Yeah, it is connected to the kitchen just because spoilers next minute we see the, we see the reverse angle and we see them coming in from the kitchen and it's clearly kitchen. And we also knew they came from the kitchen because when they entered the room in the first place in last two weeks ago, <laughs> we saw in the swinging doors they were walking through from the kitchen. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't tell. I couldn't remember if it was just an editing that they were in a new room or nope. if we actually saw the transition. Yeah. So, yeah, where do those stairs go? Well, clearly they go down. Yes. <laughs> um, what is the basement of the country club? Like, it like, is it like the basement of the Alamo, as in it doesn't exist? Well, we, in a couple weeks ago, when we saw the outside of the building, there were definitely two levels because they had that window overlooking, like, overhanging the lower level of the building plus the tower but but maybe it's like a vent space up there and it's a smaller kit like maybe the kitchen's on the second floor because it's an event space more and that way they can separate that stuff and just have dining up it doesn't make sense that it's upstairs i'm just trying to rationalize it a little but it's also where they like clock in and stuff yes Yes, it is. It, so, like this, like the central office of this whole place is like in the kitchen on the second floor. Well, I don't think the central. I don't think Fulton's office is on the second floor because well, when not we, Fulton's office, but like the the place where everyone clocks in, which is usually like sometimes it's in the back of a place, but usually it's a place that you can get into from the back, like by an employee entrance. You don't have to like go all the way through into a place in order to get to the middle of. I don't know. I, I agree. I'm I'm equally confused. I don't know. Uh, we have lots of questions and no answers. S- someone pay us to go on a trip to Arizona Lava to see Springs. this country club. <laughs> or is this the first level and there is a down, like they have a basement sub level that like has the gym and like the yoga studio. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's it- possible. Because we didn't really see windows when we were in the yoga studio, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I feel like there was some natural light, but hard to say. It was a darkened room, so. Okay, so here's the thing. We just got back from commercial. Yes. And Troy and Gabriella walked in, clocked in, mm-hmm. and now they're rocking. Mm-hmm. I went out of my way for that rhyme, but like... <laughs> Sorry, I did not appreciate your rhyme enough because I was just looking up the actual location of Lava Springs. (laughs) Um, And if someone actually wants to send us there, uh, we could really go. It's called Entrada. It's in St. George, Utah. Okay. Oh, it is actually in Utah. Yeah. That's interesting. It's two hours north of Salt Lake City and about three hours south of Yellowstone Park. Nope, that might not be true. I don't know. Um, I don't know the exact location, but it's definitely called Entrada. And you can actually golf there. Like there, it's called Entrada at Snow Canyon. And um, in their little timeline, they actually highlight that they were the um, filming location for High School Musical 2. Which is very cool. Yeah, you think their parents, do you think they have Sharpay's locker? (laughs) And many movie stars stayed at the inn. And many of the Entrada residents were extras in the film. Oh, there is an inn. So there is lodging there. Lodging there. there. Oh, my God. If only we had looked this up weeks ago. 
I, again, there are some things that I don't know how we failed to look up. <laughs> yeah. We'll come in with so many questions. So, all right, I'm looking at an exterior shot of the country club as it is today. And there's definitely a lower level that is below ground level, like they've carved out into the hill a little. So that down level could actually be, and it looks like there might be two buildings as well. Okay. It's a four-season club. Climate now, how is much liberal. is a membership? Do it, does, does it say on the website? Is, this, is that the sort of thing? There's a dress code. <laughs> we are friends, neighbors, and fellow members. Uh, an unretirement community. Youthful-minded attitudes. Oh, boy. <laughs> Where am I? Um, Maybe we'll drop the link for the, for uh, the club in this episode. Equity Golf Club membership, associate membership, social membership. Let's look at the social membership. Oh, it doesn't have a price. Now, don't, don't, don't our past guests, Andrew and Kestra, live in Utah? Yes, they do. We we should send them on a on a convoy. Special reconnaissance. <laughs> you take your two young children and go to this country club. <laughs> Honestly, the next the next movie by Minute Con it's it's East Coast, which is unfortunate because it would have been nice to actually have an excuse to go West Coast. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe next time we can convince them. To go to the Entrada Country Club yeah. in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here's what I was going to say. Okay. Sorry, Troy... they clocked in and now they're rocking. I appreciate your joke now. Sorry. <laughs> they they clocked in. They walked in, then they clocked in, and now they're rocking. Thank you. It's so weird. Like, they didn't even try to set up anything. They were just like, they walk in. Kelsey goes, ah, yeah, there's a talent show, and then we'll all sing, and then let's start singing now, and then they do start singing, and that now we're just in the middle of a whole song that is not just a little bit, it's like a whole song that continues into the next minute, and it's like, I don't know, I'm just trying to imagine the experience of watching this and be like, okay, I like, I'm like, I guess this is a good song. What's what's happening? Why are we why are we singing? Does my does my point make any sense? Like, why are we just coming in from a commercial going right into a song? No, I agree. And we also just, like, came off of a song not very long. Like, we are pretty heavy back-to-back-to-back music here. Because we had Fabulous. And then, like, we're 30 minutes into the movie. And we've had yeah, we've four, got four songs. songs. That's yeah. crazy. That's like a song every seven minutes. Also, like, I'm thinking the Disney Renaissance movies, if you look at their soundtracks, they're also really short. They're like seven, eight songs. And they're all like in the first half, first two thirds of the movie. Yeah. And then there's like one song at the end. It's just a weird structure for a musical to not have big stuff at the end. I'm not trying to give anything away. Like, there's still songs throughout the rest of this movie. As I've said, this song comes back. But it's interesting to really think, like, why is this so front-heavy? Like, what in their formula changed? You're you're right, because even even the first High School Musical doesn't have a lot of songs. No. Some, and then, even then, some of the songs are just super short, like the audition 
um, mm-hmm. what I've been looking for. It like, isn't, isn't a super long song. And I like your point about the older, like nineties Disney movies, because yeah, a lot of them you're like, Oh yeah, there's like a million great songs in Aladdin. And then you're like, well, no, there's like four songs in Aladdin. There's like, yeah, six songs, I think. And one of them's the Jafar's reprise, like. Yeah. So it's that kind of thing where like, yeah, you can have a memorable musical that doesn't actually have a lot of songs. And especially in movie form, when it's like, there's not even an expectation for it to be wall-to-wall songs. It's not like it is a stage musical where a lot of the plot happens in the course of a song. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like no, like we it's a movie like we're we're expecting the plot to happen for real and then just song and dance to occasionally happen. Yeah, it and all of these songs have really not relied on plot. They are, exist in their own realm. Yeah, and that that's definitely a weakness to this movie so far for me is the complete isolation of these last 3 songs. The first song I think is good, but fabulous and work it out. And then this just kind of being like whole songs that have like very little context in the movie. Well, work it out is kind of, it's a mini conflict that is worked out in the duration of the song. Kind of like stick to the status quo. I guess, I guess it's the sort of thing. It's like, it feels like they wrote these songs and then made the movie fit to the songs. I'd agree with that because if we think about what the rest what also is going on in the movie I think the songs were okay we have this general plot line we have the gang wanting to get summer jobs they get a summer job Sharpay and Ryan are their foils yet again especially Sharpay for Gabriella how do they reckon kind of this first job kind of stuff and also Troy and Gabriella trying to remain close. And then, okay, what do we have for moments that we can put a song in? That's also not strong movie writing, though. No, but we're only, (laughs) we're 30 minutes in. We don't really have any conflict yet. (laughs) Yeah, and it's weird. Like, you don't, like, the movie doesn't need to have a ton of conflict. Like, some musicals are just like, and then a bunch of people got on stage and sang a song. Mm-hmm. And and then they sang a different song. And then a couple people fell in love. And then it was over. Mm-hmm. Like, um, uh, just because it's the holiday season, I was thinking about White Christmas. And White Christmas actually does weirdly have, like, a plot where they're, like, putting on a show and the characters have arcs. But for half the movie, it's just like, well, there's a song and then a little bit of, like, comedic bits between the men and women who are like falling in love and then they just sing another song. It's like that movie also doesn't have very much stakes. It's just we're people who are nice looking and we sing and dance. Yeah. I don't like that movie, which is not a super (laughs) hot take, but I don't, I found it very boring. I think it was also the way in which we watched it was not. (laughs) (laughs) I, I do kind of have a fondness for it because I just like little cute little musicals. But if it was like 30 minutes shorter, I think it would be better. Yeah. Get rid of the weird minstrel song. I also think that of Sound of Music, which is... That's not a hot take, That's not a hot take, though. (laughs) (laughs) So, 
So Troy lays down on this piano, yeah, which seems like a violation. I, like some pianos are meant for that sort of thing. Obviously, a lot of iconic stage performances throughout history have involved people getting up on pianos and like lying on them. Doesn't doesn't Lucy in Lu- infamously Peanuts? Lucy in Peanuts does that much to Schrodinger's chagrin. <laughs> Schrodinger's Chagrin is a great title for this episode. I'm very excited. I will try and remember it. That's usually my hard part is remembering what we said we were going to call this episode. No, that was, that's a tight one. Okay. That's some great alliteration, too. You don't usually get a sh alliteration. Anyway, so he's lying down on there, and then he's like upside down looking at Gabriella like they're about to Spider-Man kiss. Yeah, yet again. What are you doing, guys? Yet again, too too romantic for a Disney movie. Don't even don't don't try to get that close to it. Yeah, it's because he very quickly gets up. Like he was <laughs> laying down, and then he's like, "Oh crap! This is a this is a TV seven movie. I gotta get up." <laughs> uh. Anyway, the song keeps going. I don't have anything else for this. Yeah, bit. the lyrics are still con. We yeah we have not mentioned yeah. the lyrics once. What the are we talking about? The here? lyrics continue to still be weird in this. Um, it's like I knew you before we, we met. met. Can explain? Yeah, which we've talked about before. Like they've had this trope before. They've literally already sung a whole song about that. <laughs> yeah, here to know I'm not alone by hearing your voice. Because you see the real me. Yeah, I see you as I am. You understand that it's more than I've ever known. There's no yeah yeah they've like literally <laughs> sung about this stuff before, and it's just a few months later. Presumably they know each other better, but also this is Kelsey writing about them. Yeah, the song doesn't get like too repetitive and boring. No, it's, not at all. It, it's you know it's well written enough in like a hey dude kind of way. It's like you could repeat it infinite times and it still kind of feels pretty exciting. Yeah. Um. No, it's obvious. It's obviously not as good as hey dude, but. <laughs> It's it's a song that got that has Nas in it. Indeed, it does. Not Nas the rapper, <laughs> although <laughs> Nas on this song would be great. It is interesting though that the dynamics of this song, though we've heard it in a few different ways, like they've changed pace, and it's not like a full key change, but there's been like a step already. Um, they get very high, like they start singing very high. Yeah, Gabriella's harmonies get pretty pretty wild. So it, it is interesting that it changes in that respect. Yeah, we'll keep talking about it in the next minute, I guess. Yep, because it continues. <laughs> Speaking of continuing, I hope people join us again for Minute 32, but until then, if they want to interact with us, how can they do that? You can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally, at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. You can send us an email to amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com. Yeah, or you can send us a present at amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com. I was like, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> got nervous there. Uh, special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at tgoldenart on Instagram. Look, I can dox myself. I'll just tell them my address. Okay, sure. (laughs) Our music was composed by Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I've been Condra. And I've been Tyler, and we'll see you next time for an episode, hopefully, 
if they haven't come and torn down my house because I doxed myself, you can bet on it.